this is your dose of support. I'm Dr. Vanessa Casper, a nurse practitioner, and I'm bringing you stories and representation from the front lines. We can break down silos, work together better, and find some self-care in healthcare. Dose of support, it's guests. The host or advertisers are not providing healthcare on this podcast. Seek out care from your own healthcare professional. The show host and guests are sharing their own ideas, thoughts, and views. And are not in any way organization on the show today. Find us on social media at Dose of Support on Facebook, Instagram, our website, and on Patreon. And now it's time to huddle up for a dose of support. Stay tuned. Y'all, I am over here trying to be a goddamn professional and I realized when I was editing this episode that I did not have the right microphone turned on. So Lisa sounds amazing, and I did what I could to save my audio, and I sound okay. I'm just saying, like, you're not going to hear, like, this beautiful, clean, crisp voice that you're hearing right now because it's going to sound like I'm in, you know, a bathroom, but I'm not. (laughs) I swear I'm not. Uh, Lisa and I had so much fun for this episode, so I certainly wanted to keep it. So go ahead and enjoy this week's holiday retreat and your dose of support. Well, welcome back to Dose of Support. We have a special episode. This is the holiday retreat with Lisa Stredwick, our friendly neighborhood COVID nurse in rehab. Welcome, Lisa. Hey, everybody. So it's it's been a minute since we talked because we did a Thanksgiving retreat episode together about four weeks ago, and this will be our last episode together this year. <laughs> Yeah. When when you when you think about it, right? So I know. Well, we're getting close to the end of the year. Like thank goodness, right? <laughs> um speaking of so so Lisa and I both celebrate Christmas. Um and the Christmas and all the holidays this season are really looking different for people because of COVID. And I'm wondering, Lisa, what what do you normally look forward to with your Christmas celebration? Like what's the best memory or best tradition that you guys have? My dad's side of the family is really big. And so oftentimes we all get together and that's like 50 some people, I think. Oh, don't, don't quote me on that. (laughs) I should be able to quote my own family, but apparently I can't. Um, but there's quite a few people and my mom's side's a little smaller, but we always get together. And so, um, it's a time to actually see everybody. Whereas like the rest of the year, we're kind of checking in on Facebook or texting a little bit. So it's just an actual time to see someone face to face and actually catch up with someone in person. Um, a lot of food. Um, my grandparents had a farm and so, um, real big on the food department, which a lot of families are like. Um, Do you have like a special dish that you guys would have? I guess my favorite is always like the cheesy potatoes. Yes, those are my, yes. Those are my favorite. Um, that is our family tradition too, is cheesy potatoes, all like with the cornflakes on top. Totally. Yeah, yeah. No, I was going to say, we used to do a lot of appetizers and then like for the first part of the day and then the latter part of the day would be the meal and then we all wouldn't be hungry for the meal. So we've actually kind of transitioned <laughs> to just doing a meal because it got to the point where we were like, this is too much. So we yeah. actually admitted it was like too much. I feel like food and like that comfort 
is self-care. So like I I remember one of the first Christmases that I met Billy's family, my husband. Shout out to Pam, one of my Patreons. Um, (laughs) I remember like one of the first Christmases, I couldn't go home to Minnesota and I spent Christmas with them and I didn't know them very well. And I think I made cheesy potatoes as like a peace offering because I was like, this is like what we do in my family is we make this, well, it really isn't just a Christmas thing. We make it for like pretty much all the major holidays because we love it so much. Yeah. But yeah, it's also a thing over here too. Um, And we're probably going to do that this year. Even still, we just won't be together the same way, right? Yeah, we're we're trying to figure out what to do. It's really up in the air. My parents have a really big like four-car garage essentially that's finished and heated and so if we take all the vehicles out of that, we're able to really space tables out. So we were thinking of just doing like my husband and I and my parents and just like sit really far apart and but still have like the meal together and, and just come down for the day and visit and and then head back where we live a couple hours away, but just kind of make that little effort um, and maybe use that space to, to see Chris's parents social distance as well, like just in a space mm-hmm. that's huge so that there's tons of airflow and we can like really be like very far apart yeah. um, just to at least see each other open presents and just, and just see someone's face and say hi to them. It, it really helps. So you do exchange gifts still, even with a big family. Do you just do like a small gift for each person or are you just buying for like the kids now? Well, on um, my, my side, so my immediate family, my mom and dad, my brother and sister-in-law, we just exchange one gift with the adults. So we all draw a name and then you, so we upped the limit a little bit of what you spend and you just get one like, you know, pretty decent present for one person. Kind of takes the stress, you know, off of that. And Chris's family is really big on presents. And so they love just, and they have a really small, even extended family. And so they kind of do gifts for everybody. Um, So everyone does one for everybody. Uh, so that's been something that I've kind of kind of learned in the ropes of and and, and learning people's personalities and things that they like and um, and seeing what kind of gifts you can get them. And this year's a little different. We're going to tone down that a little bit. So obviously getting stuff for the kids. I mean, that's like I mean, my nieces and nephews, that's that's who we're buying for mostly. That's <laughs> that's where the thought went into it, you know, and all the fun stuff and the toys and the clothes and the books. And and that's yeah. the fun part for me, at least. So. I think that a lot of people are altering how they used to do Christmas. Like we, similarly over here, we're just, we're just doing a small gift exchange. Um, definitely everyone's buying for the baby, <laughs> um, but then I'm just buying a small gift for everyone. And I was looking at what other folks do around this time of year, like in the Diwali celebration in Kwanzaa, in Hanukkah, and almost all of these traditions include gift giving. And some people are really good at giving gifts. And I can just tell the listeners, Lisa is really good at giving <laughs> gifts. Like she, she's like an expert, like it could be a job for her. And I am not good. At well, after this it. year, I might quit being a nurse and maybe I'll go be a gift <laughs> buyer. That's sounding quite appealing. Right, right. Like you just go be a buyer for, yeah, I love it. But <laughs> I think some people can look at that gift giving and and some people express their love that way in gift giving, you know, like the, the love languages, like, <laughs> um, and, and I think 
for some people that is self-care like being able to give to others is self-care and I was just noticing that like this time of year in all around the world in lots of different cultures um, people give back and people give to each other and I just think that even though this year is really different and Christmas in particular doesn't feel the same for me and for a lot of other people I'm guessing I I still think that there's happiness and joy to be found in in that in in that in between space absolutely I agree I think that and I think we've mentioned this before like around Thanksgiving when we talked um that being a nurse and working holidays for so many years has has made me find different times and different ways to connect with people um, I wasn't always living in Minnesota or I was I was working some holidays and couldn't do the traditional things with my family. So it's kind of almost prepared me to alter my expectations around what the holidays mean and where to find joy in different spaces. So I'm I'm not I'm sad that we're not having the exact same thing that we've always had, but I think that, you know, I'm really looking forward to just um finding different ways to connect with people here and there and um yeah, and kind of look to the future too. I like what you said about flexible expectations because you're right. In in healthcare, like we have been working holidays. I mean, normally in the podcasting world, a holiday week would have no new episode. But I was thinking to to do this episode with you because I was like, we are working. <laughs> People work <laughs> on the holidays anyway. And so I wanted to provide content this week because it's important because life doesn't stop. And um, I think altering those expectations, we're so good at that, that maybe that's how we've gotten through this COVID season in in some respects. Absolutely. I agree. Acceptance. Yeah kind of thing. All right. So I last week did the seven days of self-care on Instagram. And I know that, you know, if people listened to last week's episode, I talked about how I was going to document on social media that I was doing this. Um, And in one of the days I did some journaling and y'all know that I don't journal, but every, every once in a while I do. Um, And I actually just went through the year and just talked about highlights of the year so that when I do go back and reflect, I can, uh, there were good things this year that happened, right? Like you got married, Lisa. (laughs) I know. It feels like a million years ago. It feels like a different year actually, but yeah, we did. We got married and went on a honeymoon. I know that doesn't mean like hashtag marriage. I know you just mean like it's been, it feels like a long time because of COVID. (laughs) We also sold our house and moved, so maybe there is a little hashtag marriage right. there. Right, right. And and I mean, we, we also sold our house and moved. And I I was thinking like, oh my God, I was still breastfeeding earlier this year. I mean, like I I had a little baby still earlier this year. It's just, yeah. just I mean, I was I was reflecting and I was like, so much has happened in one year. We've had an election, we've had, I mean and those, I mean, the personal things that, that I wrote down, I was, I looked back and I was proud. So this was a hard year, but like, I was so proud. And I'm wondering if you've, have you even, you're, you're not a journaler, journaler either, right? 
I'm not. No, I don't journal. I I like list. I do lists. Yep. Yeah. And sometimes those lists stay in my notebook for a long time. And then like, but I list a lot of things. Like I don't just list like a grocery list, you know? Um, mm-hmm. So sometimes I'll look back and be like, what did that mean? You know, like I, it's like even like a little more profound stuff I'm trying to like make a list to do or think about, but no, I don't journal. I don't. The, the quick answer to that is no, I don't. Um, <laughs> but when you think back on like this year, what are your highlights? Well, I mean, obviously we got married, so that's that was such a big highlight. You know, we kind of started planning that, and it came together rather rather quickly. And it was a small wedding um, in February. It was so pretty, though. It was it was an amazing wedding. Yeah, it was good. It was it was you perfect. Be so <laughs> proud. It was yeah. It really was perfect. It really was awesome. It was exactly what we wanted. And then we did our honeymoon, which was like an awesome trip and so much fun. And and then literally came back, and it was like boom, like. The stay-at-home orders went into place. It was right after we got back and just under the wire that I didn't need to quarantine. Um, Obviously, did not get sick from being on a cruise ship at that point. Um, But very strange. It's been a wild ride since then, you know. And um, For the people that are listening, like Lisa didn't like randomly have a wedding and go on a honeymoon during quarantine. This was all in February before the virus had even gotten to really the States. And so this was like before anyone was getting sick, like it was really early in the year. So they spent a lot of time checking our passports and we were even like, what is going on? Like, why is this taking so long? And why are they checking all the passports? And, you know, we were actually questioning it, questioning it because it just wasn't something that I mean, it was on our radar, I suppose, at some small level, but but then while we were gone, it was just such a random thing that while we were gone, everything just kind of like went and exploded. So yeah, we got back and it was, I always say we kind of got married and had our honeymoon under the, you know, pandemic wire because it was just, mm-hmm. you know, so, so quick that way. But um, that, that obviously is something like that happened. That's a very big life event. You know, we sold our house and, and somehow managed with our parents help to pack things up and, and combine two homes. Um, but yeah, you really have to look back and say, gosh, there was some good stuff. And I gained like this huge, you know, all these people now are, are part of my family and I'm really lucky to have them all here and they're all healthy. And, and that alone is, is enough for me right now. Yeah. I, and that's what it, it really served when I was journaling the other day. It really served as this bit of positivity in such a hard year for people. And I was thinking about that too. Like we have so much to be thankful for. And you and I have talked about that before. Like we're healthy. We're, you know, we have everything that we need, you know, all the things, right? Yeah. But, but if when it comes to like, we were still able to like accomplish things, enjoy things, you know, like we were still able to work. I mean, so many people have lost so much um, during the pandemic. And I was reflecting and I was like, maybe, maybe the listeners, even if you're not a journaler, if you're listening to this and you're like, I don't do that. um, I went month by month. I just did like January. And one of the highlights of January was um, your birthday, Lisa's <laughs> birthday. And like, we had like a girl's weekend at the cabin and it was, oh, yeah. it was, yeah, and it was just fun. And I remember, I remember that being really restorative for me. Um, and, and then I just went month by month and I listed like what I remembered from that month, good or bad. But then I, when I looked back at all 12 months, I was like, wow. So I encourage listeners to just, you know, get some paper and a pen 
And even if you're not a journaler, think about that because maybe 2020 is more than we're giving it credit for. It's been hard, but it's not all bad. And I, I think that we can reframe it in a little bit. Um, we can do some accepting of, of the bad stuff and then we can reflect on the good stuff too. So it's I kind was, of like I, that year in review letter that yeah. people send out. They're, you know, that used to be more of a big thing. Maybe I know my mom always used to do like a year in review letter and it took her like weeks to compose. And my cousin actually just sent one out. They had a baby this year and it was so fun. She was like, we are so excited to give you our first year in review letter. And it was really <laughs> cute. Like it was just like this fun stuff that happened for them. And so maybe think of it like less as journaling, but more as like a year in review and just kind of like take yeah. some paper and jot down that stuff. You know, what would you tell other people about your year? The good stuff, you know, mostly hopefully, but. Yeah. My mom actually sent one out this year too. I haven't read it, <laughs> but, but yeah, yeah. People. Yeah. You don't have to call it journaling. That's so true. Like maybe it's just something that might help you is kind of what I was thinking. And so as the year comes to an end, you can reflect and you can look forward. And I was reading a little bit last night preparing for the episode. I was like, okay, New Year's Eve, what's the significance around this? Like in the past, Billy and I have gone to like a comedy club on New Year's Eve and like, you know, seen a show, had some laughs, toasted at midnight, gone home, you know, that, that kind of thing. We're not big partiers. Um, and obviously we can't do that this year, but I was looking at this whole time of year is around the winter solstice. Like traditionally for thousands of years, people have all of these light festivals, you know, like Diwali and Hanukkah and Kwanzaa. They all have to do with festival of lights or lighting a candle because this is a dark time of year with the sun, right? Like a lot of people experience seasonal depression. And, um, and so traditionally during this time, we are giving light to each other. I guess just like giving light and warmth when it's dark and cold in the season. And New Year's Eve isn't is is kind of like that where it's and but it is just a date. <laughs> and so I feel like all year people have been like, "Oh, let's get to 2021." And it's like, yeah, like January 1st, nothing's going to be different. (laughs) The date is going to be different and that's it. I was wondering, do you make New Year's resolutions, Lisa? I don't. I don't do that either. Gosh, I don't do a lot, do I? Um, (laughs) No, I mean, I think in the past I've thought like, okay, next year I'm going to do this or, but I've never really been someone that was like, did a vision board or like, you know, 2021, this is on my, you know, my goals and my achievements. I guess I've never been like a huge person to do those types of things. Um, That's funny too, because you're, you're a planner. So I would think that you would do something around that. And maybe there are people listening that are like, oh, I write down goals every, every year. I think people do have traditions around this. I, um, I don't know how they're going to do like the New Year's Eve ball drop this year. I don't know how any of that's going to go this year, but um, I do remember last year I wrote things down on little pieces of paper and I lit a candle and they were things I wanted to let go of. And I lit the pieces of paper on fire very safely. 
have like an ashtray or a metal tray or something close by. Um, but I, I wrote things down and I burned them and they were just ashes and I let them go. And that's an activity that I was thinking if anyone is like, I need to let some 2020 shit go. That would be just, helpful. Yeah, just light it on fire. Maybe it'll be cathartic for you. Um, but I don't make resolutions either because I I don't want to put like expectations on myself that I may or may not be able to meet or put, put that pressure on myself. Yeah. Um, we have enough stress and pressure in our lives. And so if anyone out there is listening and they're like, oh, I have to maintain this weight or I'm going to exercise more or I'm going to be vegan or I'm going to do yoga every day. Like maybe those are realistic expectations for you. But like for me, like those absolutes of trying to meet that are really difficult. And so I actually don't do resolutions either. I wonder who does. Like I'm curious now. I mean, I think there are people that definitely do resolutions and part of me then, and obviously it's a lot of people do resolutions about eating well, like after the holidays, I'm not going to have cookies anymore. And, you know, so it gets to be this like unhealthy, you know, we've had a couple of um, registered dietitians on and it's like, you know, just trying to like have kind of more of a generalized approach to like wellness goals you know what I mean like getting right. out and moving your body more and and eating healthy and and not villainizing like certain activities and and making it really really a negative situation so I kind of reflect on some of like the dietary practices and the like people have mentioned in the show um and I'm not giving know. up cookies like no I, mean, <laughs> I just I love cookies I so much I do oh, want to, I guess one thing I do want to do, and I, I said this in an earlier episode and just have not fulfilled it just because of like, just trying to kind of get through life right now. But um, I just want to move more. I need to like get out. I want to like walk my dog more. And I think, I think she would really appreciate that too. Um, so that's kind of one thing that's on my radar that I just want to try to do. Like when I'm not in the Twin Cities here working, like I have a lot of time and there's really not a good excuse. Um so that's kind of one thing I really want to try to put on my radar this year is just like, just moving more. That's all. Like, but nothing, nothing so restrictive that you have to, I, I think that's what's important with maybe a broad goal that like, if so if people are out there and they like making those, those resolutions, maybe making it so broad that it can easily be met so that you're not disappointed. I think there's a lot of pressure people put on themselves. Or like met in different ways. So like by doing that, there's a lot of things I could do. That could mean I go on like a a small walk or that could mean that I get a workout tape in. Either way, it's like fulfilling the same goal. And so for me, that's a very attainable thing um, versus like I will do 30 minutes of X workout or whatever every single day. So when you set that expectation for me, that doesn't work. Some people, brilliant. Some people it works wonders for. And some people are the same people that, you know, maybe have a written out five-year plan, 10-year plan and all of that. Um, (laughs) That is not who I am. I do like lists, but that's, I don't do that. But some people, man, that works for them. And and that's awesome that you know yourself in a way that that you can succeed that way. Um, Let me just call you out. Lisa said workout tape. Oh, did I say tape? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, so for our teenage listeners, <laughs> like she means a VHS tape. Yep, yep, I do. Yes, she sure I do. Does. 
And she's going to own it. <laughs> and I don't know that I have any VHSs, but it's so ingrained I, in me that that's what workout I know, tapes are. I know, um, I know. So, so like, I don't know if there's going to be a New Year's Eve ball drop across I'm not sure either. In, in the U.S. or in other nations. I know that other nations are, like, New Zealand is declared COVID-free. So maybe they'll be having a regular celebration. I don't know what kind of ball drop situations are going to go on, but have some, have some sparklers or fireworks or something, something that's safe at your house that you can do to celebrate in the moment on new year's Eve. Maybe it'll feel like a turning point or a new start. I think that's, that's what people really like about new year's is like they make these resolutions or they make these plans because they have something to look forward to. So as we look forward, maybe signifying the end of a really hard year somehow, maybe that would help people. And so I'm trying to think of what that's going to look like for me. I'm always up after midnight, so that won't even be a issue for me. Um, but you know, we'll definitely be sleeping. Oh, actually, no, I take that back. I'll be working. I work New Year's Eve and I picked up a double on New Year's Day. So I will be working the New Year's away into the 2021. I will be ringing it in at work. Well, saving all the people, just <laughs> doing all the things. Yeah. Well, Lisa, I have really enjoyed having a podcast where you and I can just be ridiculous with our with our workout tapes and oh my gosh um, I know I'll have to try to see if I actually have them I'll 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 see if I can find them and I'll take you on Instagram on those my tapes and like solving all the world's problems it's been fun because I think that like during all this time when life is so busy and you've got a ton of stuff on your plate and I'm doing my thing too it's kind of been a a way for us to connect as well. Like sometimes this is yeah. when we're actually physically talking to each other um, when we're recording yeah. this. So it's been fun for me to connect with you. Yeah. Like y- y'all, we call each other, we text each other, but sometimes like this is the most that we have time to talk is when yeah. we get on here and, and chat during an episode. So you're getting the real when you, <laughs> you're getting the real story when Lisa and I are together here on the pod. Absolutely. Um, we will be back next week with a regular episode right before the new year. And the episodes will drop as per usual every Wednesday because healthcare doesn't stop. So I'm not going to stop, but I wanted Lisa and I to be able to wish everyone a happy holiday. Absolutely. Um, happy holidays. Yeah. And, and a happy new year as well. So Thanks, Lisa. No problem. Anytime. And yeah, just a happy new year to everyone. And just really remember that. Just look to that future and there's plenty of really good stuff on the horizon. I just know it. All right, listeners, I'll be back in your ears next Wednesday. Dose of Support is managed, written, marketed, edited, hosted, produced, and all the things by me, little old me, Vanessa Casper, with exclusive music by Rafael Sequeira. If you enjoyed this episode, this one-woman show needs you to give us a rating and a review wherever you listen, and specifically, share the show with a friend. I will continue to monitor and will follow up with you again next week when we get our next dose of support.